here, okay? What do you want from us? How much more do you want from me? And we're back. Lip girls. We're back. And we're back. We're back. And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Cha cha cha. Hey y'all, it's your girl Taylor. And Toya. This is the Ho Bag. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore hoebag. That's underscore H-E-A-U-X-B-A-G. Keep up with our shenanigans. Bye. John, you hear that? You better act like you know how to press play on the record button. I want to hear nothing else, okay? Find your ass. <laughs> Look, John was 15 minutes late today. We gonna that's, that's our story. We about to find his ass 15 minutes over. <laughs> we get a 15 minute discount. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We just playing. John we, we is playing our out. favorite. Y'all got to meet John on this. Our, we don't have a live coming up because you know our, this is the 94th episode. So we're approaching our hundredth episode. We're also approaching our two year anniversary. We are going to have a live, and y'all need to tell somebody to tell. Somebody. We just need what forty less than forty more subscribers on YouTube. We need Make it to a thousand, and we want to do a live and turn up, and we're gonna have just an authentic. Mm, Toya and Taylor um, If you went to the first live You know it was fun The first live was in here We were on the opposite side of this And it was the whole little crowd right here They got to chime in And I was drunk And I'm taking the edible That's what I'm doing <laughs> Oh yeah there was edibles uh, yeah. We had look We we had to we provide some Ubers And um, stuff because Yeah people couldn't leave here It was, it was a, vibe. a vibe So yeah y'all gotta um, come and meet John And you gotta meet Latif they both characters. John is our favorite. He know that. Um, and you got me LP because we all get on the LP. So it's yeah. going to be what's up. Um, today's episode is about emotional incest. What is that? Uh, I got a little TikTok for you. Okay. What just came to speak to your son? Well, my boyfriend isn't here. So my boyfriend can take a message. Well, I will be aborting your boyfriend's child next week if I don't hear from him. So your step slash granddaughter will be a hashtag come next week so just tell me maybe or i'll have to hit her up you know to heaven thanks okay so emotional incest a thread um retweet so your cousins uncles nieces aunties and unborn kids can see this trigger warning you may want to fight me at the end of this but i'm just the messenger speaking on a very important message so it's like a gazillion tweets but they were all worthwhile uh reading i'll go ahead and just post the link in our whole bag um twitter and on our instagram because i'm not gonna read all this stuff but basically she was talking about how parents with unresolved childhood trauma and no support systems, put all their emotional needs and wants and desires into their children. That's when you see moms living vicariously through their king. He, my son is my my life. He saved me. And then when he goes off to college, she has a hard trans a time transitioning into um, an empty nester. I'm just paraphrasing basically what's going on. It was a lot. Um, and that's when he'll try to get into a romantic relationship. She's always trying to sabotage or, you know, a parent every time they got something going on with like at work or a family member, they call their daughter and they're like, girl, I just don't know what's going on and crying would happen. And like they just have like the worst holidays without their child. And it's because they have built this unhealthy relationship. And that's also when you see parents telling the oldest 
the the family manager, the oldest daughter, hey, make sure your your siblings are fed, they're ready for school, their hair is done. That is not their job. They were not born to fulfill your desires as being a parent with five kids. Although it's very common, it's like, well, I was at that. It's a lot of stress on somebody. Um, so emotional incest is just basically emotionally sabotaging your child. It's um, AKA bad parenting. Um, yeah, and we're trying to heal from that. So I was reading through the threads and she, this girl was reading me for filth. I'm going to go to what I thought was crazy. And Toya couldn't relate because Toya had a healthy upbringing. Um, <coughs> It's oh, like emotional incest. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. If you've ever experienced emotional incest, you may have a love-hate relationship with your parent. You may feel inadequate or unworthy, difficulty forming long-lasting intimate relationships, have feelings of abandonment towards the other caregiver that left. Woo. She also said, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say, because after you just said that, I wouldn't necessarily say I had a healthy upbringing, but I didn't have siblings that I had to care for because I was the baby. So a lot of things mm. that she was saying were more so chastising parents and stuff for making the oldest sibling take care of the younger. I didn't have that. Well, even she even said this. Um, da -da 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 -da. So I saw this and I saw one of my siblings um, in this. Uh, let me see if it's this one. If you've ever experienced emotional incest, you may ignore your own needs in favor of your parents' needs, feel responsible for the emotions of others, engage in people-pleasing behaviors, or have trouble saying no. That's not the one either. It was something about identity. Oh, here it is. Um, you also may have trouble establishing your own identity, difficulty separating from your parents as an adult, have trouble with vulnerability in relationships, and disconnection from your own needs. And I was like, ooh, so one time for my 30th birthday, 29th birthday, I wanted to have like a intervention. And one girl read me for filth. She was like, you don't know who you are. You're searching for something. How many people were there? This is so... It was what? like six people. Wow. And she was like, you're searching for something, something. And I was like... Bitch, you don't know. And then I had to do some self-reflecting. So as you guys hear me now, right? I'm 32 and now I'm like, you know, I've been going through, I said I'm at the end of my healing journey. It's been years in the taking. It's not something I decided to take two therapy sessions and then I figured it out. No, I started wondering what was going on. Why was it that I always felt lost? Why did I always seek validation in my decisions? And since I was the family manager, my brother and I are like this, but he always tells people I was his mom. And so I was like, at first, yeah, you know, that's my son. And then I was like, that's not funny. Like, that's that's kind of ugh. after you get to thinking about it. And, and then him telling like he even tells my other siblings, he's like, yeah, he always says Taylor was the mom. Da, 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 da. And it's that was a pressure I didn't want. Even my, I spoke to my mom about it. And she was like, yeah, I was I just knew you were going to be in therapy because you had a lot of pressure on you. And um, it, you were just told from three years old, that this was your responsibility. And so um, fast forward, um, my brother always goes, well, what do you think I should do? And I, now my response is, I don't know. What do you want to do? It's not my decision. It's your life. And so that's something I had to figure out for myself because we were always told, hey, what did dad think? Uh, is that okay if I choose this major? Is it okay if I choose this degree? Is it okay if I date this person? I, for the longest time, avoided relationships, I thought, because, and I always said, I love kids. Toya knows I love kids. But I said, I didn't want kids because I felt it was going to be a, an additional responsibility because I've always had a kid. And I felt like I wasn't allowed. That was what I was supposed to say. So I took on that identity as 
it's not cool to have any more kids at a young age or it's not cool to talk about sex and relationships and stuff like that because it's forbidden in my parents eyes it's not cool to talk about i enjoy weed it's not cool to talk about i have a i love to have a drink when everybody knows i was a goddamn alcoholic in third the streets of third ward turning up living my best life all because it was frowned upon so it was an emotional um trauma on how I was supposed to behave. behave. Also, I saw a lot of behaviors of code switching. Like you act one way in front of somebody and then another way in front of a different set of people, which creates identity issues. Is that not, you know, you Toya always says, I'm gonna be me here today, tomorrow, regardless of who's around. And I had to learn that in my 30s. So I had a very difficult time with self-identity and um, making my own decisions and, um, just separate unsubscribing as the big sister, the oldest granddaughter from the family. And that's why when I retweeted this, I felt it in my soul. It was heavy. I feel like I'm living my second life, being honest. Um, Thanks for letting me have my tits. <laughs> I, I, I did feel that and I, I can see how you could feel that way from the older sibling perspective. You know, so me as a baby sibling... I always felt my mom or, you know, what I'll say my grandmother, because that's who primarily raised us. Mm -hmm. My grandmother. And I know, let me preface that with every parent is trying to do the best that they can mm -hmm. with the tools they were given. Yes. And go from there, mm -hmm. which is why a lot of older siblings end up having to take care of the younger ones because they got to go to work to work multiple jobs or work overnight or da -da 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 -da, whatever. They end up putting the responsibility on the oldest sibling. However, with that being said, I always felt like that my grandmother fucked up. And mm. she fucked up because as a younger sibling, me and my sister will never have a sister-sister bond because I look at you like you're my mom. Mm -hmm. So from a younger age, my sisters always had to step in as the one to do my hair, the one to scold me, the one to do. She took my mom's place. So now even at 33, her and I don't have a relationship mm -hmm. like a sister should with another sister, regardless of me turning 18 or whatever. I can't just erase those years of my life where I felt like from the bottom of my heart, you were my mom. Mm -hmm. My grandmother fucked up our relationship with that. Mm -hmm. Will I ever tell her that? No, because again, you were doing the best that you mm -hmm. could. That's And that's traditionally how we have always functioned as, yeah. I'm not even going to just say as black people, as people, society has always functioned like that, but yeah. it, there's there are healthier ways to do it that we know now. Yeah. And so, at, I, you know, I was always one. did you always want to give, how do you feel about JoJo being an only child versus do you wish she had a sibling? She does. Well, I mean, like, were both of y'all are there and you're like, JoJo, this is your responsibility. Make sure. Um, What's funny is, so Jordan's dad has another child. He's the older sibling. They're only about a year and some change apart. So I'm glad she has a sibling. She does want me to have another kid. But I, as a little girl, I think we all have that maternal instinct mm, in us. Mm -hmm. Because even when my older sister had a baby, she was in college. So I took on the role of helping out. I feel like you're the family manager. Mm, I wouldn't say that, but I took on the role of helping my sister and my grandma when my sister was in college. Mm -hmm. So I was there when my sister gave birth. I was the one that was in there watching the baby and making sure everything was okay. I was that person while my sister was in college. So it's not as if I was forced to, but I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that little video that you showed with the little girl in the back seat making her sister's bottle. Mm -hmm. I think kind of like with little boys... When daddy goes to jail or leaves mom or whatever the situation is, he feels like he's the man of the house. Mm -hmm. It's not that the mom is forcing him to, but you want to. Well, not. And of course uh, that happens. But I'm saying like speaking from the little boy's mm -hmm. perspective, it's like 
<clears throat> yeah, I can be that protector. I'm going to show my mommy I got it. And I think that's how I felt. Like, Aww. I can be my sister's helper. You know what I'm saying? And I, now looking back on it, had that been a different situation where if I have a baby, I think now that I'm older and I can look back on that situation with me and my sister, I would never put Jordan in that situation. Mm -hmm. But again, you and I have been doing some growth, mm -hmm. some growing. Mm -hmm. Had we not took in the time out to do the internal work, I probably would do the same thing and not think twice about facts, it. Facts, facts. I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I was thinking like, I, you know, I, I didn't even think about like, I, I am a parent right now. I keep forgetting. <laughs> She's still fresh, guys. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> when I become a mom. <laughs> I like, when I have a kid, am I going to make, well, I, am a, I do have one. I'm just, I don't know, y'all. She can't talk yet. <laughs> don't she don't count. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> not yet oh man but no this um conversation really just stuck a thread with me because it was so many people and um just like who are emotionally scarred and i think we're trying as a people trying to move over to better parenting and i think we're doing a great job but it's like it's so much coming at you like you're not supposed to do this you're not supposed to shit it is it's it's a lot of learning because if you're a first-time parent mm -hmm. You're only learning from, again, the tools that you were given. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the tools that we were given, they weren't the healthiest tools. Mm -hmm. So we're really out here trying to figure shit out by ourselves mm -hmm. and unlearn shit. In the, that's a lot. You're at trying to unlearn time? and learn at the same damn time. Mm -hmm. That's a freaking lot. And still survive in this economy? Baby, what? Pass the crack. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you said what, the, heat it up to what? You said <laughs> mix the what with the, the baking what? soda go where? First second. <laughs> Hey, life be life. And now yeah. when people ask me, hey, how you doing? I'm blessed, but life be life. You know what? I, we ain't even gonna get onto that part. Yes, life has been hard. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I was watching on emotional incest and like there, we make so many jokes about like the oldest daughter being the manager. And then like the, that my son is my king. And you know, uh, uh, this is my job. My cousin, I ain't never, I, you know, to the, my brother graduated college. I don't know, a couple years ago. And up until the senior year, he's like, can you help me do my FAFSA? I ain't never had nobody else do my FAFSA for me. Crippling and enabling. And, and you know... Because I can, I can give... I, boy, look, I will ruffle some, ruffle some feathers if I talk about how mamas enable their sons. And the crazy part is, I think it... I, I, was, I tried to sit there and I was like, how did it get to the point that you don't know how to do a FAFSA? It ain't that they don't know too sometimes. They don't want to apply themselves to try because they know you'll do it. And I think that's what... I think... And, and I really had... To, I remember this going through this thought process. I was like, did he ask dad? Did he ask mom? And they were like, Taylor, can you just do it? And I'm like, I do it. Goddamn. And I do it. And then... Basically, and you get... You, you get into this mode of just doing stuff that you don't realize you're enabling someone, right? Like, uh, just you always, I don't know, always driving people around and you don't realize, like, hey, I'm not your personal chauffeur. Yep. At first it was because I was going here. Now it, it became my job. And baby, that ain't... an inch, they take a mile. Ooh, child. And, and you don't realize it when it's your family member, your close family member, right? Because y'all have always been like this. And which is worse because once you do have that aha moment, and you start implementing boundaries. Mm. Now you're the problem. I saw Y'all ain't gonna believe what Taylor did. Taylor told me no. Why would you tell him no, Taylor? You know he always come. And they'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Man, I saw something the other day. And it was like, when during this holiday season, uh, you're gonna have difficulties because you've implemented boundaries. And people think that you're you're abandoning, abandoning them. I'm not abandoning you. 
I got to deal with me 362 days out the year. You get Christmas and Thanksgiving. And that's the one time you want me to. Oh, it was it was. This is what it was. It was the cooking. I think we talked about it, too. It was the cooking of Thanksgiving dinner. And the one time you tell them that I can't do it, they think you done, you know, said F the family. Yeah. And you didn't say F the family. You just said, hey, my pockets, we in a recession. I didn't get that 2% raise. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't get that 7.85% inflation raise. The groceries did. My bills didn't. And you haven't contributed. So now it's a problem. It's just it, I've always cooked dinner for you. And now you think that I don't love you anymore. Nigga, we all out here trying to make it. And you've always put yourself last as your as the family caregiver or as whatever position you decide to play. And the one time you're not even putting yourself last, you're just saying, hey, I'm setting a boundary and it becomes an issue. You know, back back when um when I was working in hospice, I would see that the most the, the family dynamics would just shine a nasty, ugly light Ooh. on that, because when it comes to big mama dying or you know, grandpa or y'all's father or mother, all that shit from your childhood of who was the family manager is going to come back again. They're all going to be looking at Taylor as the person to handle the finances. If he needs to go to, or she needs to go to um, somebody's home to live, it's going to be, well, Taylor can do it. Taylor's always been the responsible one. And then when you say no, that's who it gets even worse. Or even a, um, a do not resuscitate order. Who makes the final decision? They're going to be looking at Taylor. Taylor will Taylor will make the final decision on if mom or dad breathes, la takes their last breath, stays on this machine, does this and that. It gets so ugly. And then when you fulfill your parents' wishes, they still blame you. Yep. You That's still get wild. You killed mom or dad. I watched Soul Food. I'm not pointing at you, but I watched Soul Food after you told me to go watch it. Them niggas got problems. I'm glad you watched it because that really goes to show about the whole dynamics of Terry got it. She could do it. Mm. Well, Terry, they all was in the kitchen coming to talk to her. To they for, can stay at your house. To, yeah, and and we, we ain't got no money, so we just figure, and, oh, and we don't want to sell the house. Y'all motherfuckers don't want to put up Big Mama house, mm -hmm. but y'all want to ask me to borrow money, and I'm telling y'all let's sell the house. Because when who, we were younger, keep up with it. Right, when we were younger, Terry seemed like the person that was just trying to sabotage the family. Yep. Terry just said some boundaries. She was like, well, yep. shit, I, I can't, I ain't got no more places to give. It's so funny. The older the older I get, at least, I reread books that I read from a long time mm -hmm. ago. I rewatch cartoons. I rewatch movies and I'm like when I was younger I really was looking at Terry as the villain mm -hmm. the older I get I'm like Terry well, was, was a victim she was family. a victim yep mm. and Terry I, I assume Terry was our age now and she was going through her emotional healing journey and said you know what she might not have relayed the message the best way yeah but at the end of the day, I get what Terry was doing. She was tired of you niggas. And she stayed because, you know, me, I'm a, I'm just unsubscribed from everybody, which is not healthy. I'm working on it. But <laughs> Don't baby. take our emotional advice. <laughs> Look, when you give advice, we're like, hey, but that's just me. I don't know. I don't know, though. <laughs> but I don't know, though. You know, that's just me. You know, just, you know, this is just what I would do. But yeah, I, it was. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think a lot of things with family is. This is going to be our last episode on this because I know you feel like we're just dragging family stuff out. But I thought it was a great thread that just happened to pop up during holidays. Well, yeah, for sure. You got Thanksgiving trickled on into Christmas and then right after that back doors with the New Year. So hopefully this is inspiration for y'all to set some damn boundaries and also understand people's boundaries. Mm. Because I've met quite a few people that love to say no, but can't accept it. Boundaries work two ways. Child. It's, it's either going to be Uchiwali or it's going to be one mic. Tell me no. 
I can only accept no now because again yeah. now mm-hmm. because you're actually doing the work. But you know what? I I really be hoping that people tell me no. But I feel like at the same time, sorry, I'm packing a lot of shit. I'm unpacking my whole bag. Um, <laughs> I feel like you and I are the type of people we just gonna get shit done. We will give you a small window to say, hey, I'll handle this. But if you don't offer, we're not going to ask because we're not gonna give you the opportunity to tell us no. And I'm always expecting a no anyways. I didn't realize that. We're not allowing ourselves to rely on people probably because we've never been able to rely on people. Yeah, my therapist told me I have have codependency issues and I had no idea what that meant. But she was basically saying like, my upbringing, I was always so used to being like those those people that I thought were supposed to be there weren't Mm -hmm. so I just had to just depend on myself like I I don't really have nobody I can depend on I don't even allow people to disappoint me like yeah you know what I want to commend you you have an amazing group of friends like the women you surround yourself by are just like y'all there for each other and like I was reading this thing that emotional incest thread and it was like you might have a difficult time managing relationships in, in lack of better words and I don't like I have you. You're an amazing friend. But like I also keep I don't know if you know, I keep everything at a boundary. It's like because if I let it in, I might fuck it up or something like that. And like you have done an excellent job. You say you have codependency issues, but I think you manage things extremely well. Whole time I'm in the back smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I make it look good, but it ain't it ain't easy. <laughs> I don't know why she ain't going to comedy. I, I'm really she want to do hospice. This nigga should be a comedian. <laughs> I was keeping the people alive with my jokes. <laughs> Hang in there. We can't get paid if you're dead. No, I'm just kidding. So just kidding. Just kidding. That's a little dark humor. All right. <laughs> what else? On this um, we just kind of I winged this. I told Toy I was gonna put it together. Let me tell you something. This is how this goes. We put the notes together and then we come in. and We be like, these are topics. And I said, I got you, friend. And I didn't. I went to sleep. I didn't do it. My homework. And this is when doing homework in school pays off in life because <laughs> we see I ain't do my homework. <laughs> I heard they took homework out of schools. Did they do that? Yeah. I can't tell you the last time Jordan had homework. No, it's no, because these are our future nurses and doctors and lawyers. That ain't going to know how to go they home They don't get homework. They don't know what hashtag, I mean, pound means. <laughs> they don't know nothing. They don't, They it rains a little bit or snows, no school. The Astros won, no school. The water don't work, no <laughs> school. Damn. <laughs> These are the people we gonna trust to do heart transplants later on in life. Dog, that's just scary. Now that you think about it, you didn't want to go home and study. You relying on Indy to learn from me? They don't even do, they do math different. So now I can't help because I'm like I didn't learn that. They changed math. Yeah, math. They changed like how you write out your problems. They don't teach cursive anymore. There's so many things these kids. I don't know what the at this point. Every time Jordan gets in a car, I'm like, how was school? Good. What'd you learn? Nothing. I forgot. <laughs> How are you passing? She forgot. Ain't she like 100% like doing the best in the school? Dog. And she's going to a school that teaches Mandarin, Chinese, and Spanish, and everything else. She She's learning math in Mandarin, Spanish, and English. She's learning, you know, art in this, this. Like, she's learning every single subject in all three languages and gets in the car and can't tell me shit. <laughs> 
Good luck. I don't know how this is going to go. Even when I think about politics later on in life, this world is going to be so different if you really think about it in like 20 years. Let me tell you something. Kanye going to be president by the time JoJo's allowed to vote. I do not doubt that 100%. I'm laughing, but I'm serious. I don't doubt it. Like in, in about 20 years, political campaigns is going to be TikToks. Aren't they TikToks now? I don't know. You know what? Because Saucy Santana and one of the mayors was on that, shaking ass and saying, this pussy is mine. Uh, Be- Beto was that... Uh, uh, he was at 5015. Mm-hmm. Taking shots well, we niggas. knew that was just all about the black vote. But what we I'm saying, you was. said campaigns. Yeah. yeah. This nigga was eating that turkey leg hood talking about smoking some hookah. <laughs> talking about he for the people. First of all, Harris County is a blue county, so that was a waste of time. But it was cool, though. See, he, <laughs> he let everybody know he was down. Um, this is neither here nor there. Um, I, I forget got, the lady's name that was doing Atlanta. What's her name? The, the, the little chunky. Oh, Stacey Adams? Stacey Abrams. Stacey, whatever her name is, Stacey. Yeah, I was looking at all of her her celebrity people coming on, and they were shaking their ass on the way to the mailbox and dropping the what boat. Was the, and I was what's like, the VP? this is some um, black ass shit. Kamala was over there, uh, had drip. Drip too hard, don't stand too close. Look, every picture I see of Kamala, <laughs> she walking somewhere. I don't know where she's going. She like LeBron reading that first page. <laughs> yeah, and the book upside down. That's how I feel about Kamala. Girl, where the hell are you going? Did you see that post? That was like... I wish I had uh, her stylist number because after she get her hair done, she laughing hard, shaking her head. Come it's on. all the game. Look, look, this is what happened. She get her hair done. They got the set over here. Mm-hmm. It's a green. It's a green screen. And she. Yeah, and they're showing a backdrop of her in New York, her in China. She don't be nowhere. She be Hold live from the couch. Been, listen, ain't went nowhere. But you know what? I looked up the. You know, what is the job? What's the job description of hers? And all I will say is she's doing it. Stay alive. That's her job description. (laughs) If the president dies, you fall in. I'm going to run for vice president. I will look. I'm so serious. Because, okay, so if y'all ever get a chance to look at my Google, whoo, that shit's crazy. (laughs) I Google so many things. What is. Let me tell you what my Google is while she's looking for that. I don't know how I went down this loophole on uh, TikTok, but they be cleaning out animal hooves. Have you seen that? Ew. You seen it, John? They clean it out, and I don't know how... But I don't know how I got on my TikTok, and they just clean and clean and clean it. And so one nigga was like, that shit don't hurt. Like, I don't know how I got here, but because once you start watching it, you just be stuck. And then so I started Googling hooves and and horseshoes and... Next thing you know, you've been on TikTok Axe. for eight hours. When did they make uh, this illegal how to kill an ant? Like, I, I became a vegan three times last week. Like, it just, it's, it's wild. So, yeah, I, I'm not surprised at your Google. Other than to succeed to the presidency upon the death or resignation of a president, a vice president's only constitutional duty is to preside over the Senate. To stay alive. To stay bl- Boy, if I, I ain't got to do shit but stay black and die, Facts. was a motherfucking person, it would be Kamala. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. I ain't got to do shit but stay mixed race and die. <laughs> See, I be trying to put my fist down on certain episodes. I, when I put my fist down, you put yours up. <laughs> That's the yin and yang of this podcast. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I ain't had nothing else on emotional incest. I got something unrelated, though. Did you see that teacher? <laughs> Fun fact. Did you see that teacher who got, she resigned because her kids found her OnlyFans? The white lady? Yes. I've seen a bit of it, yeah. And I just read the headlines, but 
my thing was y'all don't pay these teachers well she had to quit because the kids ain't never gonna let her live that shit down one two you don't pay these teachers nearly enough to make a livable wage so if they gotta do what they gotta do after grading homework or whatever they grade now test i don't know what they do making lesson plans watching the kids for 12 hours a day and all she has time to do is go home and show her titties leave that woman alone or pay these people more like i don't understand why teachers as and as long as they're not messing with little kids, why they get in trouble for their extracurricular activities? I think it depends on whatever contract they probably signed, you know, in the in the beginning. You know, you do have to sign and adhere to whatever school district's policies are. Do they say so no like, OnlyFans? I'm pretty sure they would say we can fire you if we find something deemed inappropriate compared to what we stand by as a faculty staff, whatever. That would just be my thought. Hence why, like, if you're in the military or certain jobs in the government or whatever, they say that when you leave work, you always have to be in full uniform or you need to take your ass home and take your clothes off and then come back out because you're still a representation of that job. So I couldn't say about school, mm. but I do know, like, when I used to leave work, I'd make sure to take that badge off. Oh, absolutely. Because at any time, if I say something that's crazy and I'm on camera with so-and-so hospice company, they can use that against me and say you were representing this. So I don't I don't know. That's a slippery slope. It's fucked up, but it's a slippery slope. And since you talked about teachers, last thing, <laughs> I did see that there was a black teacher, black man, who was putting lotion on his hands and getting these little babies, make sure their face was moisturized and getting them on for picture day. And that went from being something that was nice and thoughtful into it spewing into... Couldn't be me and my and my child because it better not be no teacher. You man, what about allergies and what about this and what about that? Oh my! Then it spewed God. into them saying, "Why is that black man putting his hands on these little babies?" Then it spewed into somebody finding out that the black man was gay, finding pictures of him outside of work, unrelated, where he looked, you know, fierce, and put that on there and see and said something along the lines of. This black man is trying to gay wash these babies. Baby, let these people please be go gay and please. Uh, go touch some grass because how did it go from this to that? I can't even understand if it was on the, you know uh, the allergy tip. But God damn, I, my thought was scrolling, scrolling. How did we get here as a society? You want these teachers to step in and educate your... Had the man not put no lotion on your baby face, made sure their hair was out of place, made sure their shirt was all wrinkled in it, y'all would have been saying... Well, and that nobody. teacher know damn mm -hmm. well he could have put a little up. Or if he would have only do. did it for the black kids, they would have been like, was well, he being well, racist? Only did it for the white kids. You know, damned if you do, damned if you don't out here. Like, you know, it really got to be more bad. shit to complain about besides that. Or you got so little of shit going on in your life that you have to Toya, nitpick. God damn. As I become a homebody, I see. Well, I don't go on the internet bitching, but I see how you get so bored. You go, let me go fuck somebody today real quick. You fat bitch. Out of nowhere. Like, I got nowhere. I, it, I told you there was a guy that literally wrote from and what made it even worse. He wrote from his boxing account. Like he's a he's a 501c3 boxing club. Mm -hmm. 501c3 for those that, you know, don't. That is a nonprofit. Right. Wrote from that page onto the whole back page and said, her tattoos are trash. Out of nowhere. Uh, not even, we weren't even talking about tattoos. So clearly he's talking about mine. So I was like, you know what? 
how about you recommend me to a tattoo artist? Well, you, I, that's growth. And he didn't say nothing else. But my thing was, you know what I could have did? I could Google that 501c3. I could have tore his ass up. I could have showed how ugly he was being. I could have, I could have did so many things, but I don't got time to do that. I got time. The problem <laughs> is I didn't get the notification. And I'm glad you didn't. Because... You don't just come for toy. You come for my friend. You come for the whole bag. And you come, nigga, I'm I'm about to go. You better be a good fucking boxer, too. And no, oh, oh, no, no. And he wasn't. I was like, oh, I just know this man finna be fine. Girl, I was like, I know. Oh, I wanted to tear him to shreds. I told you, devil, devil. Y'all know I can be petty. So I was going to be like, if you don't get your big. I got you, friend. Where, nah, where my camera at? I got you, friend. Y'all stay tuned because I got fucking time. You're not going to come for my friend. Her tattoos are fucking amazing. No, they're By not. any means necessary. So that's the thing. Yes, I was, they are. I was really like, Where's well, damn, Malcolm recommend X? me to. Where's Malcolm X? I, look, we with the shits. Hold on, Hold on. We with the shits. I'm coming for you, you 503CB bitch. So I do got my little But my sleep's not done yet. So I was like, damn, if you ain't even saying. I'm getting a little older. I ain't got time to keep going to the tattoo shop. So these, these hoes hurt me a little bit. Give me some time. Give me some grace. Mm. Shit. They need I think me they have forget tattoos. that it's real people behind these accounts. I, I do too. Because if I wanted to. Like, no, for real. Like I be seeing how people will say something and it all it takes is one person with too much time on their hands and they will get them fired. So y'all better stop playing with these people on the internet like they will not get your ass Dog, fired. My headshot on LinkedIn went viral. I saw that. And this white man out of nowhere goes, I mean, is it a real headshot? Because I see your whole body. And I was like, okay, John. I mean, can you see my head? Because, I mean, I, I see your head. Let's look up the definition of a headshot. I mean, you, you ain't got nothing else to do at, at, at your corporation? All right. He stopped responding. If you Okay, so clearly you haven't been paying attention. But I do be responding back to people that will say something on my thing. And I'll be like, hmm. I got time. Like, I'll make time. If you go back and look. My screen time is down 73%. Good job. Well, it's just, you know, try, of trying to transition back into work and all this stuff. And it's so, yeah, I haven't seen it. They'll but, be like, where did you get that statistic from? You're wrong. It gives it to you every week. The and I'll be like. <laughs> and I'll go on there and say, well, according to da 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 back in 1993, da 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 no responses. Oh, I thought I was wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong. I'll say, you know what? After a, a little bit of research, you're right. However, I wasn't talking about that. I wasn't talking about apples. I was talking about oranges because, you know, they quick do that mm -hmm. shit too. But anywho, all right. Y'all are emotionally scarred. Right. Go touch grass. Go, Damn. go hug your mama and, and, and just tell her you're sorry. Tell, tell, her, tell her, you know, it's not her fault and you forgive her and actually forgive her and get off the goddamn internet. Go touch some grass. What did I say on LinkedIn? Just log off for three months. Just go outside. Just find some shit to do. Do your work and go outside. That's it. I really As an adult. Y'all do need, like, maybe put some more plants in your house or something. Get some oxygen flowing around. Leave the house. <laughs> Leave it. Put your phone down. Get your key so you don't have to use your, your, your key on your phone. You, you can miss a couple notifications and come back. It's okay. It is oh The only reason you need to have your phone on you 24 You know, even then I say if you got kids, we didn't have access to our parents 24-7. The babies will be up. Well, I'm not going to say the baby. It will be they, okay. Look, you can go an hour without your phone unless somebody is you, you, an immediate decision. After that decision has been made, t take some time. Look, Lock let me off. tell you, my daughter's daddy knows very well that when she goes with him, D&D &D goes on. I know I'm wrong that's with your, it. That's your time. Oh, well, one time. 
He did call me back to back to back to back. I was knocked the fuck out. Phone on, do not disturb. Why the fuck you not disturb? Because she was with your her daddy. I thought everything was she good. She safe. Hey, but that's just me though. <laughs> Don't take my advice. <laughs> Baby, look, mama's knee breaks too. And I'm going to take mine every other weekend. <laughs> soon as she gets dropped off, do not disturb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if somebody really needs to get me, the police will show up. You know, my dad did that to me one time. So my dad raised me and uh, I went to my mom's for the summer and I called this nigga every... I said, you ain't thought about me? He was like, hey, you on vacation? I'm on vacation. Right. I was hurt. <laughs> I am your world, nigga. How are you on vacation without me? Shit, like this? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that was one of the first time I experienced heartbreak. I was like, you got a life outside of me? Yep. I don't know what he was doing. It ain't my business. But, oh, man, parents need breaks, too. I get it. Living his life like he's going to. Living his life like... He probably shut the door like... Ah! <laughs> I don't like your mom anyway. She got it. Right. <laughs> better figure it out. I'm quick to tell me shit. You better figure it out. Anywho. Well... Do we have to have a whole tip this episode? I think I've given all my whole tips. Put your phone on Do Not Disturb. That's my whole tip. Touch some grass. Especially if you're co-parenting. I think that a lot of people need to allow that other person to be a parent. Um, Because it, it's really necessary. Like, you can't get mad at your other person that you chose to co-parent with to not be that parent if you don't allow them the space to be the mm. parent. And it took me a couple of years to learn that because I was so overprotective of my daughter, as I should be. Mm -hmm. But that's her daddy. Like, And I remember one time I called and he was like, you don't have to call me every weekend. And I had to sit back and go, ooh, I do do that. I'm sorry, because how would I feel if I was the other person and he kept calling me like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing as an adult. So I was like, you know what? And I, I, ever since then, I've gotten more comfortable with just... I don't even care because I know that he has her best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That's my whole tip. <sighs> I'm going to try to tie this back into emotional incest. I feel like that's emotional incest. No, that is. Is it? That is. It, okay. It's um, family. Putting Whatever. trust because what you're doing, if you were to keep being that primary caregiver, even as a helicopter parent, you're telling your daughter... I'm the one that's going to solve all your problems. Mm -hmm. So when she gets older, she doesn't know how to use her resources to either lean on yeah. her dad or lean on herself. She's going to be like, well, my mama knows. Yeah. Because and, and he'll say, yeah. go call your ask your mama. Don't ask me shit. Right. I'm like, <laughs> ask your daddy. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, for my whole tip, I'm going to say um, your oldest child is not responsible for your other kids. I'm going to say your oldest child is not responsible for your healing. Um, don't the people that post my child saved my life. Um, be tread lightly on that because you don't want them growing up thinking that you are their responsibility. Yes, they want to give back. To, you want your child to want to come back and, and deal with you in their adult age, but they are not obligated to do so. And if you keep leaning on that, they will pull away, especially this new generation, because they don't give a fuck. We, we semi didn't give They don't give a damn. So tread lightly. They'll tell you in a heartbeat, you going to a home, bitch. I don't, you're going to figure it out. <laughs> I got another, I'll be putting my family business out there. So I have this aunt, right? This great aunt. Nah, this is some fucked up shit. Her kids stopped fucking with her. She died. Nobody knew for a month. They found her. The rats had eaten. Oh my goodness. Yes. So you have to be cautious. Like when I say some kids don't give a fuck. Yeah. Her landlord found her. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great aunt that 
I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah but that's so fucked up. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I would feel as a as a parent. I mean, not as a parent, as a child, and that happens. But you know, neither here nor there, because that's fucked up. That le- that was well, that was a heavy note to leave on. I'm sorry, y'all. Anywho, <laughs> uh, fuck niggas get money. Uh, you know. <laughs> Y'all niggas out here trying to sell pussy on this corner. Y'all know what movie that's from? Friday. Yeah. <laughs> These old bitches out here trying to sell pussy in the name of Jesus. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> on this corner trying to sell pussy in the name of Jesus. Well, fuck you too, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get my my nephew, my grandson on you. And did. All right, y'all. On that note. Bye.